What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in this video I'm gonna be going through my week 10 start sits at the tight end position, talking about every single starting tight end, and then talking about whether or not they're a start, sit, or a fringe option here in week 10. If you guys enjoy the content, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you guys have any fantasy questions, you drop them down below. I'll be getting back to every single person, but let's just jump right into the uh, first matchup of the week. We have Thursday night football between the Falcons and the Panthers. Starting off here with the Falcons, I have Kyle Pitts as a fringe option. I think heading into his week nine game, people were pretty optimistic. He was coming off of the big game against the Panthers, who is actually playing here again this week, but then he kind of face plants again. Once again, it's not his fault. I actually think he had the most air yards of any tight end, you know, of the entire season. So the opportunities were there. Mariota missed him on like a wide open deep pass would have been like a huge touchdown. So once again, it's not a Kyle Pitts issue, but I feel like we're at the point where it's like, are we going to keep, you know, trying to trust this guy when it's not his fault, but he's just not getting super involved. The production isn't there. Honestly, I feel like if he wasn't playing the Panthers, I probably would have listed him as a sit but maybe there's something there in the fact that he did have a big game against the Panthers. So he's a fringe option, but definitely not someone that I'm super optimistic about this week. Long-term, very optimistic about Kyle Pitts, you know, beyond the season. But for this season, it kind of just seems like it is what it is. On the other side with the Panthers, don't really love what they have going on here at the tight end position for fantasy. So going to be sitting Tommy Tremble. Then moving over to Sunday, we have the Seahawks taking on the Buccaneers. For the Seahawks, we have Noah Fant coming off of a solid game, but this is still a pretty decent split between Noah Fant and Will Disley. I'd like to see Noah Fant continue to eat into the opportunities, but at this point, I don't think he's someone who is going to be startable for fantasy. On the other side with the Buccaneers, I have Kate Otten here as a fringe play. I think for as long as Cam Braid is out, Kate and will be able to, you know, like fall into this tight end, like 13 to 17 area. He had an 88% raw participation this past week, had his first kind of breakout game, five receptions, 68 yards. He had that game winning touchdown. And then he's just, you know, been consistently involved when Cambrai has been out. So the last three weeks, five targets, five targets, six targets. It's nothing crazy, but at the tight end position, if your starter's on bye and you're able to get that off the waiver wire, you're just going to have to take it and kind of run with it. In this next matchup, we have the Vikings taking on the Bills, and I believe I listed Hawkinson as a fringe play last week, not due to the fact that I didn't like him on the Vikings or think he was going to be a solid producer moving forward. I just didn't know how involved he would be in his first week. You know, like he wasn't even with the team for a full seven days before their week nine game, but he comes out, has a huge role, 86% route participation, nine targets, nine receptions for 70 yards. That's what he did, you know, with very little prep time in this offense. I'd probably expect that route participation to go up over 90. This is definitely a huge upgrade for him rest of season, just an overall better offense. You know, it seems like they're going to be getting him very involved. If that's the usage, like I said, after not even a week in the building, I feel like we have to be very high on Hawkinson moving forward. So I think at this point, he's probably a mid to high end tight end one rest of season and someone who definitely needs to be in your lineup. On the other side with the Bills, Dawson Knox, just not much going on here. He is going to be a sit. In the Lions-Bears matchup, I have Brock Wright, the guy who's going to be replacing TJ Hawkinson. I have him here as a sit. For the Bears, I kind of considered Cole Komet as a fringe option coming off of his clear best game of the season, but I do think we're going to need to see, you know, some consistency out of Cole Komet and probably a game where he can give you, you know, startable production without catching a touchdown pass. So uh, Komet is going to be a sit this week. We'll see if he can, uh, you know, kind of turn it around moving forward or keep it rolling from his week nine game. 
Then we have the Jaguars taking on the Chiefs. And when I looked at the route participation for the Jaguars, I was pretty disappointed when I saw Evan Ingram because he was sitting there you know, somewhere around the 50% number. That's obviously not going to be good for Evan Ingram. But then I found out he missed a chunk of the game with a back injury. And so, you know, that was the uh, issue with the route participation. That has been his appeal. He's been a guy who's, you know, been in there on 80 plus percent of the routes. And that's how he was, you know, giving you fringe tight end one production. So this is going to be an injury we have to monitor. If he's going to be limited, he's definitely not startable. But if he's, you know, back a little banged up, I do think he can still be a fringe play for the Chiefs. We're obviously firing up Travis Kelsey as the tight end one this week. Then we have the Browns taking on the Dolphins. And we may actually see David Njoku return this week. Definitely seems like it was on the lower end of the uh, return timetable, but he did practice on Monday. So good news there. If he plays, I think he's going to be a very strong start. We can't forget he was the tight end eight in points per game so far this season. And that's with only one touchdown in seven games. So he's been a mid-tier tight end one while being unlucky in the touchdown department. If he's back, fire him up. You know, unless we're hearing he's going to be limited. On the other side with the Dolphins, Unfortunately, we had a little stretch there where Gusecki was looking like a viable play. The route participation was up. It has fallen back down for Mr. Mike Gusecki, so he is going to be a sit. Then this next matchup, Texans-Giants, just nothing going on here at the tight end position. Sitting OJ Howard, sitting Tanner Hudson. Then we have the Saints taking on the Steelers. For the Saints, I think we can uh, play Taysom Hill as a fringe option. He's going to have his big games. He's going to have his down games. I think this matchup probably favors Taysom Hill. He's not going to be giving you, you know, a ton of work in games where they're losing or behind early on, like we saw on, what was that, Monday Night Football? Against the Steelers, this is probably going to be a gross game script, you know, a grimy, low-scoring-ish game. So I think that does favor Taysom Hill. We've seen Jawan Johnson have some decent games here and there. He's still not someone I want to be starting in my lineup. On the other side with the Steelers, we've seen Pat Fryermuth be a very consistent week-to-week play. Hasn't even really gotten to the end zone a ton. I think he has one touchdown on the season, but has still been a very strong start. So he is going to be a start this week. Then we have the Broncos taking on the Titans. I talked about Greg Dulcich in the uh, waiver wire video. Basically, I was saying that Greg Dulcich is not a guy who's like a fringe start tight end, someone you drop when he's on by. Like I think Greg Dulcich is a locked in top 10 tight end rest of season. I truly do believe that. We look at his involvement through three weeks. His raw participation is fantastic. He's given you three straight double digit performances, only one touchdown in that stretch. So it's not like he's just gotten lucky in the touchdown department. I do think he is going to be a reliable option moving forward. And just in general, like it's rare to see a rookie tight end produce you know, even close to this level in his first season. And it's even crazier when you consider the fact that he missed the first, what, like six games of the season comes in and from, you know, day one of him being active, like he has a huge role. I think Greg Dolchich is someone who is still going to be undervalued, but is definitely a start this week. And then sitting uh, Austin Hooper here for the Titans. Then we have the Colts taking on the Raiders. For the Colts, they're running a uh, tight end by committee here. For the Colts, they're running a tight end by committee here, and none of these guys are uh, going to be viable moving forward. So sitting Mo Alley-Cox, who's getting the most snaps out of their uh, tight ends. Now for the Raiders, I will continue to list Darren Waller as a start until he comes back and actually plays. Obviously, you're going to be sitting him if he's inactive, but if he is healthy and on the field, he is someone that I do still feel comfortable starting, even though he has been a very frustrating player to own for fantasy. In the next matchup, we have the Cowboys taking on the Packers. And for the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz, the man just produces when Dak is on the field. He went through that rough stretch where he's injured. 
in and out of games. But when Dak has played, Dalton Schultz has given you some decent production. So I do think he's a top 10 tight end moving forward and a top 10 tight end rest of season. On the other side with the Packers, Robert Tunyon had a stretch of like one or two games where he gave you really strong usage. That has fallen off. He's, you know, hovering in that like around 50% route participation. That's definitely not going to cut it, especially when this offense is struggling like they are. In a divisional game between the Cardinals and the Rams, I have Zach Ertz as a very strong mid-tier tight end one play. And then Tyler Higby here, very unfortunate as a sit. He has just completely fallen off since suffering his uh, ankle injury. Like he went from a very reliable, arguably a high-end tight end one week to week to just having his value absolutely tank. Through the first five games of the season, he was averaging 9.6 targets per game. That's crazy good usage at the tight end position. The one thing holding him back was the touchdowns, but you would assume that if he continues to get that volume, they would eventually come. So that was through five games, 9.6 targets per game. The last three, he's only averaged three targets per game. And in those nine targets over the last three weeks, he has caught just three of them. So he went from someone you were locking into your lineup to someone who's you know basically useless week to week. So he is definitely going to be a sit. Then on Monday night, we have the Chargers taking on the 49ers. For the Chargers, I think Gerald Everett is a very high-end fringe play. I think you could definitely argue him as a start if both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams miss. He's had really solid volume over the past three weeks, seven targets, nine targets, eight targets. You love to see that at the tight end position. This is a tough matchup here against the 49ers defense. But like I did say, like if we have Keenan and Mike Williams out again, I do think he's kind of flirting top 12, top 10 potential, you know, for here in week 10. And then on the other side with the 49ers, we're continuing to fire up George Kittle as a very strong, you know, high-end tight end one week to week. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, the Commanders taking on the Eagles. For the Commanders, we're sitting Logan Thomas. And then for the Eagles, we have Dallas Goddard coming off of a monster game. I believe that was on Thursday Night Football. So you're going to continue to fire up Dallas Goddard as a very strong week to week play. And that is going to do it for all the uh, week 10 matchups. If you guys want to see the other positions, the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers, all those videos are up on my channel right now. If you guys did enjoy, hit that like button. It would help me out a ton. And then uh, check back in tomorrow where I'll be going through my running back and wide receiver rankings here in week 10. As always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.